Hey folks, Russ Bailey here with Brush Pile Fishing. It's time for another weekly podcast right here on iHeartRadio. And we have a great guest. As always, we, we get the best guests we can in the industry. And we're going a little bit different this week. We're going to uh, one of the best known, not only just outdoor, but specifically crappie riders in the industry. My good friend Tim Huffman, I've known him for many years. I remember following him in the old days of Crappie 2000, and you're thinking, what is that? Well, we'll talk about that and much, much more, so you stay tuned right here on Brush Pile Fishing. Hey folks, Russ Bailey here. Welcome back to the Brush Pile podcast right here on iHeartRadio. And we have got a special guest today for sure, my good friend Tim Huffman. Tim, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking me to be on the show, Russ. You know what? I've, I've wanted to get you on for a while, and we finally got uh, your schedule worked out and got mine worked out where we could do this. Tim, me and you go back a long, long time, back to days uh, in the introduction. I talked about Crappie 2000. Can you explain to the folks what that is? Boy, that is a blast from the past. Uh, the uh, Crappie 2000 was a newsletter I started uh, roughly 1995, and I wanted something out there for the fishermen that were you know, it was what they give me uh, that I could relate back to other fishermen and help them catch more fish. A little bit of tournament news. We didn't have anything out there at that time. So uh, uh, I didn't know any better. So I just went out on my own and, and started my own publication. And, and it was a barrel of fun. That uh, It went for five years. And uh, Daryl Van Vacker with uh, uh, Crappie USA, wanted to start up a journal uh, just for their organization. So he bought that newsletter out, and I started writing for him, and we incorporated part of the newsletter in the journal. So it was a lot of fun. You know, the thing that I always liked about that, Tim, is you had uh, fisherman profiles, and, of course, like you said, you covered all the the major tournaments, but you also had local club tournaments, not only their schedule, but you actually put the results in there, too, if they submitted them. Uh, that's right. That was kind of a unique thing that, you know, the locals, we didn't have YouTube and Facebook <laughs> back then. So it was, it's kind of difficult getting, uh, the word out. So anyway, that, uh, it, it was just basically for the fishermen and it worked out great. We didn't even have cell phones, Tim. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it's always fun riding for the fishermen and, and doing what they need. Yep. It, it, I loved it. I mean, I absolutely loved it. And I know at the time you were writing, uh, and this was a great magazine. It's it's sad that it's not around anymore, but um, I, I used to read your articles all the time in Crappie World. Uh, Crappie World was probably the pre- premier uh, crappie fishing magazine we've ever had. And uh, I had the opportunity to right for it for many years. I had a, an article in each issue called uh, Seasonal Structure, and then I would also do features in it also. And, and uh, it was a high-quality, high-print magazine, and 
Uh, unfortunately, the way a lot of magazines have uh, gone, it's just it's not here anymore. Tim, how long have you been writing? Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> Going to tell on myself now. I've I've written for thirty one years. I'm uh, I was in uh, biomed, uh, an engineering. I've repaired medical equipment for a living. So for sixteen, seventeen years, I wrote part time and and uh, covered the tournaments and stuff. And then in two thousand seven, I went I went full time. But uh, so all in all, though, thirty one years. My my first article was in December of nineteen eighty seven. It was uh, in Midwest Outdoors, and, and it was on uh, curly tail jigs. I still remember <laughs> that. So uh, it was uh, it, it that was a that was a start. My writing actually started if uh, back back when Bassmasters had Harry and Charlie in their magazine, and it was just two goofballs out there, you know, uh, really ridiculous stuff on the way they fished and just a, a great humor article. Well, I started writing those about my buddies hunting and fishing adventures. And we were we were so lousy back then I didn't have to embellish a lot. It was uh, <laughs> I mean, we we were we were pretty terrible and got in some bad situations and they encouraged me to start submitting those to magazines and see if they would get published. So that's how that's how I got started. I kind of, I, I sent, I don't know, four or five editors uh, some of my stuff and uh, just to get my buddies off my back. And actually one of them uh, said, well, I don't need comedy, but it appears you're a crappie fisherman. So would you like <laughs> an article for us? So I, I got into it by total accident. You know, I, I know uh, me and you's worked together on a couple of different articles over the years. And one of the coolest photos that I can remember taking um, I was actually on my boat. We were in Pennsylvania at a writer's camp and you had told me, Hey, I'm, you said, Russ, I'm jumping in the water. And I said, you're what? And we were fishing lily pads folks in shallow water. Tim jumped in the water and I started, you know, moving the boat over towards where he was and started flipping out in his direction in pads just above him and ended up catching some nice fish. And, man, that one shot, Tim, that you got was, that's still one of my favorite crappie pictures that I've had over the years. you remember that trip? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, kind of as a rider photographer, that's kind of a high adrenaline rush for me. You know, like uh, uh, you, you strive so hard to get that because those photos are rare. And people have no idea how difficult it is to get a uh, good shot to where you don't have a bad background and, uh, you know, uh, everything's in the right place at the right time. And you hook into that fish, you're using a long pole, and you hook into that fish, and that fish decided to jump right between me and you. Yes. So Fish is in the air shaking. I guess he thought he was a bass or something. He come right out shaking. Water is going everywhere, and you're in the background, reared back on that pole. And uh, that was that was just an awesome moment uh, 
uh, as a photographer to be able to hit something like that. Not only that, we had a good time catching some crappie and bluegill out of those pads that day. Oh, yeah, because as soon as you got the stuff you needed for the article, Tim got in the boat, folks, and and I'm telling you, it was one of them days where that bite was on. Every place we dropped, we caught big bluegill and nice crappie. They were just getting ready to spawn up there, and that was on Pima Tuning. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, we had a great time at that camp. Oh, that that was a ball. And, you know, you're, you leave a, uh, an event like that, and you almost feel guilty because you call it work. You know, we, we were up. <laughs> We were up there, a bunch of good friends, uh, doing our doing our thing and eating together and fishing together, and, and uh, those those moments you don't forget. You know, I always like that camp because, <clears throat> of course, our good friend he's passed away now, but T.J. Stallings. Um, you never had to worry about getting up in the morning and making coffee because no matter how early you got up, <laughs> T.J. already had it on. That's right. He was he. He was not a good sleeper. He would. Uh, I roomed with him several times, and he'd be up three or four times during the night. But like you say, come morning time, you, you knew the coffee was going to be there ready to go. <laughs> it's like one of them Folgers commercials or Maxwell House, whatever it was. But, oh, yeah. Well, Tim, what is, over the years, what is the favorite thing that's happened to you from writing or the favorite article or experience? Uh, what's What's the favorite for you? What sticks out? Okay, that that's really tough. Uh, I've I've made a I've made many friends and shared the boat with a lot of people, and that's important. But the if I had to pick one thing, it would be the book "Winning Crappie Secrets: Slow Trolling" with Ronnie Caps and Steve Coleman. Not only did I get to learn a lot by being in the boat with them multiple times, but Again, it, it was a time when there was no YouTube, no Facebook, and information was difficult to get. So I basically ended up with a guidebook on how to slow troll. And I had fishermen over the years after that come up to me and thank me and said, you know, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be here at this tournament today if it wasn't for your book. And, you know, so many people told me how much it helped them fish. So it was it was a gratifying part of my experience. Not only was my book successful, you know, and business wise, but my goal is always to help people catch more fish. That did it, and uh, so I guess I'm most proud of that. Well, and I can remember when that came out, there was a lot of excitement from all crappie anglers to get that. I was one of the first to buy that, it, which brings me to this. I'm kind of still upset because I still don't have an autograph copy. Oh well, that uh, that can be solved, I think. So uh, we we can do that. And you know th- what what was unique about slow trolling, and the terms are still interchanged, even though it's wrong. Uh, it's also called spider rigging by a lot of people. But spider rigging was being done back in that time. But they would stick poles out, you know, the back, the sides of the boat, and uh, troll along and catch fish and it works. But the slow trolling, Ronnie and Steve were two of the first to sit side by side on front of the boat and have all the poles sticking right out the front of the boat. And and the advantage of that was if you come up on a brush pile, you can stop all of the, all of your baits, 
they're right there in the active hot zone and that just made all the difference in the world between spider rigging and flow trolling so uh, that that was uh i was able to pass that along uh some Steve and Ronnie's knowledge, and and that's why it worked. So, so Steve and Ronnie know a little bit about crappie fishing, then. Oh, I, they <laughs> fished a time or two, and uh, I believe they're up to uh, eight national titles now among themselves. But they were uh, they were premier. I'll tell you, let me a funny story. While I was going out with them, one time I had gotten a boat. We got out, and they had three locators in the boat. One of them was a uh, paper graph on the center console. Another one was an old Eagle model uh, flasher. And I don't know what the third one is, but the two, the graph was for the center of boat. They had 10 foot pieces of conduit with the transducers on the end. They put in rod holders out each side of the boat. So, they were side imaging back in the in the nineties before they were so far ahead of everyone else on what they were doing. But uh, the reason they were so successful, they put in the work and they could look ahead. Now with quality electronics, our weekend fishermen with a with a little bit of experience, uh, all of those odds are are they they can have now in a few minutes what. Ronnie and Steve would take them hours and days to find out on the water as far as structure. Yep, it's it's the electronics are amazing. You know the thing that I'm I I remember about Ronnie and Steve, of course, um, during my old show Midwest Crappie, and then even during brush pile fishing. Of course, we've covered some tournaments, and when we were when we were on with them and filming them in a tournament, I have never seen a more fine oiled machine. I mean, they knew what each other was thinking. They didn't have to say anything. When one's doing this, the other one's getting this ready. It was like, man, there was no wasted time on tournament day. That's correct. They, they didn't, they wasted no time at all. They were just, they were a well-oiled machine out there. It was just, uh, it, it was just like you had robots out there working. They, they would also, they would focus so hard they seldom knew when other fishermen were around them, and uh, their their focus was incredible on what they were doing. Absolutely. So, Tim, let's switch gears a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Crappie Now. Crappie Now is an uh, online magazine, monthly. It's free. It was started in 2011 by Dan Dannenmuir, T.J. Stallings, who's now gone, and myself. And we wanted a publication. Uh, some of the magazines, like Crappie World, had disappeared, and there wasn't much out there. So publishing a paperback, uh, a paper magazine, was so expensive. And we, uh, fortunately, T.J. and Dan seen the future and stuff being online. So we started the online magazine offered it free. We make our money through uh, ad sales and stuff. So it's uh, it's just a high-quality magazine. Any fisherman can get on there and catch up on the, what, what the latest techniques are. They can see the tournaments, uh, you know, different things. 
And you know what, folks? I check that out every month. And if you haven't, you are really missing. If you love crappie fishing, you need to check out Crappie Now. Tim, what's the website for them to reach at? CrappieNow.com. There you go, folks. It doesn't and get much by the, way, by the way, for anyone who would like to uh, read up a little bit on Russ, in our October of uh, 2019 issue, we do feature Russ in our uh, spotlight. There's about three and a half pages of uh, photos and text. I bet you hadn't even checked that out, had you? Yes, I have, but I wasn't going to bring that up. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it, it is great. And, and like you say, Tim, the, the good thing is the articles are great, and it's free for people. They just go there, and they can check them out when it's convenient for them. It doesn't cost them anything. That's right. And, and it's, it's fun to write, you know, uh, we're, we're wide open. We're not restricted by, by what we can put in there. So we, we try to cover, uh, new products, just whatever's in there. And by the way, I, I was editor for eight years and this spring, I turned that over to Richard Sims out of Tennessee and he is now the editor and I'm senior writer and, uh, it's, it's still going strong. There you go. Tim, let's switch gears one more time. Let's talk about you. You know, you're always writing about other anglers and tournaments and this and that. What is your favorite way to crappie fish and what is your favorite lake? Oh, uh, I was afraid you'd ask something like that. Uh, <laughs> we, there, you know, and I don't mean this to sound corny, but uh, but it probably will. A, a nice day on the lake when the wind's not blowing bad you get to see a beautiful sunrise you're with a good partner that y'all have fun with and you catch a few fish at, at any moment in time that's my favorite lake and i'm serious about that and, and to to get down to specifics if i had to choose one but i wanted to go out and catch a big crappie on it'd have to be grenada uh it's just it's got so many good fish in it. Uh, my best stringer ever has came from uh, from there, and it's uh, it's a good place. A very close second is Darbone Lake. Darbone has uh, also got good fish. Maybe not the three pounders of Grenada, but it allows a lot more fishing styles. If you want to jig trees, or if you want to pull, if whatever you want to do, you can do there. And the biggest advantage, it has a lot of windbreaks on it, where Grenada does not. Grenada's a pretty nasty uh, lake when the wind's blowing. Oh, yes, it, and it can pick up, like, right now. Yeah. Well, Tim, what about uh, any future plan? Any new books on the horizon that we, we need to know about? Well, early this past year, I came out with a, new book first time in years it's called limiting out for crappie and i feature just a, a variety of techniques and tips and tactics in it. Uh, it there's quite a bit on pulling crankbaits is a pretty big thing down south and i covered quite a few chapters with that and about a month ago month and a half ago i come out with another book called 300 plus crappie fishing tips and it features Charles and Travis Bunning. And they're the only team in the nation who's won a championship with all three major national circuits. And there's a, they go through and, uh, well, let me flip one 
over here. Okay, so they talk about jigging, slow trolling, shooting docks, running gun jigging, corking, and they'll talk a little bit. Uh, I've got them. Uh, they'll talk a little bit about the technique, and then we'll go straight into tips, just one tip after another. So there's over 300 fishing tips in it, and it's it. The tips makes it easy to read. You know, anytime I'm reading an article myself. I love going to the sidebars or when they put something highlighted that uh, uh, just draws your attention to it, and you can get a good quick tip in a hurry without doing a lot of reading. I guess that's because I'm lazy, but uh, (laughs) anyway, so so I laid the book out uh, the same way, and, and it's going over real well. So, Tim, if someone wants to order both these books, how do they go about that? Okay, uh, they're easy to get. On Amazon.com, they can get either the paperback version or the Kindle version. And also at Grizzly Jig, uh, the Grizzly Jig Company has the paperback versions. So uh, they can they can get them either place. Now, Tim, for a guy like me, is there a lot of pictures in there? You bet. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm. I'm from the same school as you. I, I like quite a few pictures. All right, then I'm going to have to check both of those out too. So, Tim, I'll tell you what, man, I'll probably, you're going to be a Grizzly this year? Uh, I, I missed that. I'm sorry. You're going to be at the Grizzly show this year? Yes, sir. It, my plans are to be there. Uh, the Grizzly show is the best show out there for crappie fishermen. It's, uh, it's just, uh, Fantastic place filled with seminars. I know you're always giving seminars there, and and it's got uh, so many fishing experts out on the floor that uh, fishermen can go there, listen to seminars, and then they can go out on the floor and talk one-on-one with the pros and uh, ask questions, uh, you know, learn, learn whatever they want to learn. Yes, sir. Well, I'm going to be there again this year, at least for the first couple of days, I know, for sure. So uh, hopefully, Tim, me and you hook up. Maybe uh, I'll let you buy me lunch. How's that? That Oh, that sounds good. Always fun uh, sharing the table. and uh, I, I love to fish and eat. That's my favorite. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, you know my motto. I'm on the lookout for a cookout. So uh, Yeah, that's right. But, Tim, I tell you what, it's always great talking to you. I sure appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. Well, well, thank you very much. God's been very good to me all my life and blessed me with good friends like you and a lot of crappie fishermen out there. And it's always fun uh, talking about crappie fishing. Okay, Tim, so long. I will see you at Grizzly, my man. Okay. See you later, Russell. Thank you. Yes, sir. Tim Huffman, ladies and gentlemen, just a super, super person. Uh, And again, I stick by this. He's the best crappie writer in the industry. He always has been. Um, I'm proud to call Tim my friend, and it is so cool to have him as a guest on today's podcast. Uh, So right now, we'll switch gears a little bit. Uh, Tell you what, folks, if you like the Brush Pile Fishing television show and uh, you see all the equipment we use on there and you think, man, I'd like to have some of those, well, guess what? 
this is for you. The new Brush Pile Fishing Store carries all the gear that I use in the Brush Pile Fishing Show. Just go to www.brushpilefishing.com and check out the crappie shop and find jigs, apparel, line, nets, B&M poles, and so much more. In the sale and clearance sections, you'll find deep discounts on the gear that will help you put more fish in your boat. That's brushpilefishing.com. And you know, folks, we do want to thank our sponsors because without them, not only would the podcast not not be here, but our Brush Pile television show. Uh, of course, B&M, they've been with me from my old days in uh, Midwest Crappie. Uh, Jack has just been super, super for me. Uh, Slime Line, uh, the best line in the industry right now. Bonehead Tackle, you know I love the boneheads. Give me them brush gliders. Crappie Magnet. And again, I like the slab magnet by them. Super crappie bait, big bodied, love it. Cornfield crappie. If you have depth finders on your boat or you need uh, rod storage on your boat, check out Cornfield crappie. Uh, great people. Again, another family business. You won't be disappointed. Rockport rattler. You want a jig with little rattles in it? That's the way to go. Rockport, you wait till you see, folks, in 2020, the series we did in Texas using the Rockports. Big, big fish. And again, talking about a family industry, David from Driftmaster. Driftmaster Rod Holders, uh, super, super guy, great company, family-owned. And, folks, as always, we're going to end this show with a little tournament uh, action. First of all, the East Tennessee Crappie Club will have a next tournament December 21st at Chickamauga. You can check them out on Facebook. The Okeechobee Crappie Series, December 21st. And again, more information on Facebook. The Twin Lake Crappie Club, they are done for now, but check them out on Facebook. December 7th at Okeechobee, uh, the Magnolia Crappie Club will have their next tournament. They have a website for more information. And this club will be strong again in 2020. The Northeast Ohio Crappie Club. Check them out on the web. The American Crappie Trail. Go to their website to find out more about their new Pro-Am division. They're going to be running at least three tournaments where you as an amateur can enter. Jump on board with one of the pros. Not only will you be competing for cash and prizes, but hopefully you'll be able to learn from some of the best in the tournament industry. Crappie Masters, January 31st, February 1st on the St. John's River in Florida. You can check more out on the web. And, folks, I have been to the St. John's River a couple times. Dynamite fishing down there. Shallow water fishing. Big, 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 giant black crappie. Crappie USA, December 7th on the St. John's River. Same thing. You expect some big stringers down there. Facebook for the Kentucky Panfish Club. Check them out. And also the... Indiana Slab Masters now have their 2020 schedule out. You can check them out on their website. And last but not least, December 14th, the Kentucky Crappie Trail has two tournaments, one on Nolan Lake and one on Lake Cumberland. So that's your update. If you would like us to talk about your tournament trail, get the information out there, just give us a uh, message on Facebook or email us, and we'll get you included in our tournament section. So, folks, again, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Tim Huffman, uh, just a great, great friend. I've known him for years, and I have been wanting to get him on here. So this is a very uh, good show for me. I am tickled to have him. So, folks, hope you enjoyed it. You stay tuned. We'll be back next week with the Brush Pile Podcast right here on iHeartRadio. For more Brush Pile fishing excitement, find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. 